and welcome to my humble podcast. My name is Keely and I'm going to be talking about all things health, wellness and holistic related. Today I thought it might be interesting to touch on the journey to motherhood that I've had. I recognize that it is not a straightforward path for everyone. My own journey can definitely confirm that. What I have noticed is that we put a lot of emphasis on the pregnancy, but then after the baby arrives, it's it's a bit of a mystery, especially for first-time mums. And I had a really tough induction into the mum club. So in 2019, my partner and I started discussing trying for our first baby. We were both in early 30s, and I guess we sort of felt like it was time. We'd spend our 20s building businesses and pretty much just working out how to be grown-ups. For me, it's hard to explain, but the prospect of having a baby terrified me at a soul level. I had no explanation for the fear that I felt, but I know that it was real. So anyway, we were that annoying couple that fell pregnant almost straight away. And right from the beginning, I could not shake this overwhelming feeling of dread. Now, contrary to the scans we were having that kept telling us everything is appearing normal, I was detaching from this pregnancy. I wasn't planning ahead. I just had this little voice in my head that kept saying, this baby isn't going to be a part of your future. And it was so awful and lonely. Everyone kept saying that I was just experiencing first time jitters. It was just a bit of anxiety. And I had nothing to compare it to, so I had to trust that they were right. But I felt like I was just existing in an abyss. I wanted to embrace the pregnancy and connect with my baby boy and feeling like that, it was was hopeless. And it wasn't until our 20-week scan that the issue was finally detected. The sonographer detected an abnormality in our son's heart, which actually turned out to be a pretty major heart defect that would severely impact the quality of his life if he even survived the first few hours after birth. Now our hospital system failed us repeatedly through this pregnancy including making us wait two weeks to get an appointment with a specialist in a tertiary hospital. It was the most horrific two weeks of our lives living in a state of limbo waiting to find out the fate of our baby. Feeling him kick began to feel bittersweet. The news was even worse than we expected, um, with major parts of his heart affected and the prognosis was cripplingly poor. And we were given our options, um, none of which were good, and ultimately decided that the kindest thing we could do would be to have an early delivery knowing that we'd never get to meet our son. And the process was as brutal as it sounds. After 27 hours of labor, our son arrived and he never took a breath. He never opened his eyes, but he never had to suffer through invasive open heart surgeries, breathing tubes, and a short life. I, I, I contracted into survival mode. I, I knew the intensity of the emotions it was going to be too much, so I just I shut down to get through it. Two weeks later, I was readmitted to 
the hospital with severe abdominal cramps due to routine placenta. That was the moment that broke me. And I'm a spiritual person, so looking back, I feel like this was the defining moment where I was thrown to the bottom of a pit and never in my life have I felt more broken. But I do believe that God or the universe is uses broken people and when i was told i'd have to go back to the same hospital that i'd had to leave my son behind in two weeks prior i disassociated i felt like i left my body i was i was standing outside of myself watching myself have a breakdown and the healing process was tough i had never experienced such intense emotion in my whole life it honestly took me a couple of years to work through the layers of pain, trauma, and anger. But the very last thing, the biggest thing that I couldn't face was guilt. My logical mind knew all the reasons and rationalized the situation, but I carried the burden of guilt like it was a weight that I deserved. And I kept myself closed down to reopen to love and joy I retreated so far into myself that the prospect of feeling anything terrified me because I had been in agony with what felt like unending sorrow and pain working in fitness for years I've experienced my fair share of injuries and strains physical pain and I can say that emotional pain was just as confronting and way more confusing at least with an injury, you know roughly how long the healing process takes and can initiate a plan for recovery. But the grieving process, the process I also see as an unraveling, is, is not linear and it, it opens up to you as you're ready to move through it. And as Queen Elizabeth said, grief is the price that we pay for love. My nervous system rewired itself into survival mode. A reactive state. Uh, later, I was diagnosed with complex PTSD. But I don't personally subscribe to labels. I don't want to let it define me and invite it into my identity. My body constantly felt wired. I was looking for threats that might pop up. And even now, if I'm overstimulated, I'm learning to recognize when my system is overloaded. It feels like I can't relax. I'm jittery. Even when I try to slow down, I feel like I'm just struggling to stop. Since I've learned that's my body's way of sending me a message that I have unresolved emotions that are being held and need to be felt. But the more we push back against them, the stronger the message has to become to get our attention. Anyway, I went through a huge spiritual awakening during this time. One where I experienced the dark night of the soul. I had moments where I was brought to my knees, begging God or the universe, whatever you call it, just to help me. I couldn't bear it alone. And it felt like no human being could lift my burden. And I realized that breakthrough comes only when you stop fighting against the pain and sit in it, feel it. You got an ugly face cry, snort bubbles, punch a pillow, scream the lot. But I was so afraid 
of the weight. I thought it would crush me. I didn't know if I was strong enough to get through it. And it, it did. It took me almost two years to work my way through to guilt. And then someone said to me, you did the best you could with what you knew of the time. You were a good person and God knows what's in your heart. You don't need to carry this burden anymore. You made the ultimate sacrifice and that made you a mother. Hearing those words freed me. What lay beyond guilt was forgiveness. Three months later, I was pregnant with my daughter. Now, everyone assumed that I would be riddled with anxiety about this pregnancy. And yet I felt a peace and calm come upon me. I knew that everything was okay with this pregnancy, which was a side note because I, I didn't know that for the first time. And deep down, I've understood that my calling in life is that of a healer and a guide. I've always been attracted to all things healing, health and wellness. And when I've been in alignment with my purpose, the work has always found me, but I've pushed it away. I've been afraid to really tune into it all and feel the spectrum of what's possible. I think in my mind, if I stepped into that, then I would be immersing myself and opening myself up to the good and the bad. And it's taken me a long time to accept that empathy is my gift. The truth is, I think we all want to connect at a heart level and that that is what I can offer people. <laughs> Some might say I push the right buttons, but to me, it's actually about hearing and seeing the person in front of me. Anyway, I digress. I fell pregnant in the middle of a pandemic. I do feel like this is important to address the challenges that that presented for me because I was bullied by doctors and hospitals, left, right, center, about the you know what. <laughs> and on more than one occasion, fear was employed as a tactic in an attempt to bend me on the narrative of the week. Now, at the time, I honestly felt like I couldn't say anything about what I was going through because so many people were being crushed by their own fear and bias and opinions that I was just attacked for even asking questions. And I still, I don't know if I'm ready to talk about that yet, actually. Uh, I don't know if people have even calmed down enough to hear it either. But this is my story and I'm not looking for validation from anyone else. And this part of my journey taught me that you have to stand by what you believe, even if you are standing alone. The moral of that part of the story is that I was isolated and I was bullied, but I stood firm in my beliefs around what was right for my body and my baby, especially after having already experienced the weight of trauma over losing a baby and a pregnancy. And in the end, I simply said to people, have you ever had to go through what I did? Have you ever had to live with the grief of walking my path? Pretty much everyone had a strong opinion about what I should be doing with my body. But when I said that, they had to really kind of shut up. <laughs> and that was tough 
having to defend my decisions publicly and explain myself sometimes to strangers. And in some ways, it felt like being forced to relive my trauma. Interestingly, I am grateful for some of the elements of the pandemic because it gave me clarity and opportunity to observe people, slow down, have deep conversations that maybe I wouldn't have had the opportunity to have before. It revealed how righteous people truly were and how you how they treat others who had a different opinion to them. It was like I was in this bubble where I was clear and focused. I felt wrapped up in a supreme love and I wanted to share that with people. I honestly created my whole reset program at 28 weeks into my pregnancy because you know why not? <laughs> I needed to make something that could help people. I had experienced so much pain and had been on such a big journey that I felt called to format what I had learned into something cohesive that could guide other people. I asked myself, well, what did I need during those tough times? And the answer was more than anything, community and a sense of connection. I longed to be seen and heard to be held in my most vulnerable state and loved unconditionally. And I think we're all trying to do everything by ourselves. The busier we are, the longer the to-do list, the more we must be achieving. And yet we are feeling more burnt out and alone than ever. What if I could create a space for people to come to and just be allowed to be held, whatever they're experiencing, without judgment? And that's what I set out to do. But of course, I was pregnant and I had my daughter. <laughs> and that was a huge change. Physically, I did really well. I honestly attribute that to staying active until my final weeks of pregnancy. I was, I was still teaching Pilates at 34 weeks, but I had to stop because I just couldn't get up and down off the floor quickly anymore. Emotionally, though, I did what I always do. I doubled down. I went into a mild survival mode because that's my coping mechanism. I feel safe in the doing. I wanted to focus on learning to breastfeed, create routines, express milk, change nappies. And believe me, I am my own toughest critic. Breastfeeding didn't really come naturally to me. I, I was surprised how much I did not enjoy it. My daughter, on the other hand, was a natural at feeding, which you'll see by the size of her. So I was lucky. <laughs> but the cluster feeding, wow, that was soul crushing. I thought I was doing something wrong and I was exhausted by the constant and unrelenting feeds. It, it sometimes felt like I had no room for me. I would get to the point where I would just be crying and wondering what I was doing wrong. See a lot of blame going on here, a lot of judgment. I wasn't being gentle. Parallel to this, my husband was also learning a new skill and it required him to work during the day and then study in the evenings, which meant he was not making himself available on an emotional level. He too was operating in a survival mode. This need for him to be physically affectionate and emotionally attentive was new to me. I've always been pretty independent, so he was unaccustomed to my needs shifting quite radically. His version of survival mode meant he was focused on providing and securing us financially. 
it meant we were reading from the same book, but we were interpreting it totally differently. Our love languages, as we've discovered, are not the same. And I think as a new mum, you feel like you're just constantly giving yourself to everyone all around you and that little bubba needs a lot from you physically. So I needed that safety and support from my husband and it felt like I just wasn't getting it. In my mind, I needed to retreat further and power on through, basically go back into what felt safe. But it also meant that there was this festering resentment. And eventually I broke down, something inside me snapped and it meant we have had to have some difficult and confronting conversations. One thing that it has made us both realize is that relationships change after a baby and they are living things. You have to be intentional with each other and decide to put the work in. It has to be a choice. And that's meant we've, we've done a lot of work on our marriage. We've done marriage counseling, which I actually would suggest everyone do at least once a year. It was just online. But we quite enjoyed setting aside an hour or two a week after the baby's gone to bed to just focus on our relationship and tune into each other. Game changer. Having a baby has brought out the feminine side of me. Oh, I thought I'd done a lot of work before she was born, but once I acknowledged that my needs had drastically shifted, I realized I had to step into this part of myself wholly. It also became apparent that I am so out of my comfort zone here. The feminine is neurotic, chaotic, and emotional, but also playful, sensitive, and creative. And I felt called to explore that. That's where the healing had to happen. And that process has left me feeling like I have been tipped upside down and shook out from the bottom, like the source bottle, slamming it down. And a lot of us don't feel comfortable feeling out of control. And I mean, I understand that control is just an illusion, but I also had to confront some of my own self-limiting beliefs here. There's a bubble of anxiety we feel our bodies just getting agitated and nervous and wonder if maybe there's something wrong with our thoughts or with the way we feel. It is so difficult to stay centered when all this chaos feels like it's moving around you. Our, our bodies are having chemical reactions and our brains are trying to interpret them. Our minds conjure up explanations, thoughts, you know, and that can often land us in these feelings of anxiety. But again, said in a different way, emotions are felt in the body, not the mind. Our bodies are always trying to communicate with us. We just have to slow down long enough to listen, which can be really hard. I know. I can only say that I am so grateful for the tools I had before my daughter. I, I honestly think we're given the experiences we need in order to grow and light our path. That said, those tools were called into use after becoming a mom. <laughs> I used them all and I've even learned some new ones. The saying, it runs in my family until it runs into me, has stuck with me. I feel like I made a pact with myself that I would leave no stone unturned to make sure that I would not pass my trauma and my pain onto my daughter. Unfortunately, that means allowing myself to step into the discomfort over and 
over again until it becomes a habitual practice of catching the emotion in the given moment, processing it, and then letting it go. It just means that I can't be triggered by old experiences. And that awareness is how we remove triggers and anchor ourselves in the chaos because you can't control the chaos, but you can control your reaction to it. Existing in the world, but not being influenced by it. It's been such a big journey and I'm not perfect. I don't claim to be. I swear like a sailor and I make mistakes in all parts of my life. But the reset program that I created embodies my own lived experiences and education, if you care about that. (laughs) If you've come this far, then something I've said might be resonating with you. This has been my journey from maiden to mother. And if I can build a tribe a village for other women like me, then I feel an obligation to use what I know to do that. And I'm currently taking applications only for the 2023 reset program. I'm not going to accept any payments at this stage. I just want to use this as an opportunity to connect with other women and see if we have the right fit and I, I am the right person to offer what you need. And I'm going to drop the link below, maybe get some to know some of you in the new year. And I just, I'm, I'm so filled with gratitude and thank you for listening. Thank you for watching and drop some comments below. Contact me, even if you just want to chat or clarify some things, I am so down for that. Thank you guys. Stay humble.